You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello! Hola. We're live! I hope so. I'll check this. Welcome to another episode of the Metal and High Heels podcast. We are all together again, and we are here at my home. Um, we wanted to meet up again. Uh, we would have uh, gone to a festival together in a perfect world <laughs> without viruses and pandemics and shit. And since we cannot do that, we wanted to make our own festival weekend. And so today we were at the park um, enjoying the nice summer weather. And uh, just now we finished watching a live stream live stream festival uh, performance worldwide, worldwide. yeah performing in times of corona and um it was weird <laughs> wasn't it yeah it was kind of cool but it was also weird was because performance? it was a cool performance but the musicians acted as if there was an audience yeah, yeah almost yeah okay the, there maybe was an audience in front of the tv screens but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that it was a live stream. No, we didn't watch it live, but... We didn't um, watch it live. No. But we don't know if they actually recorded it, pre-recorded it, and then... Uh, but they changed costumes. Exactly. Yeah, so they so, did pre-record it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we noticed that in, in the end. <laughs> and it was um, weird. And of course, nowadays, with the with the pandemic in our minds, in all our minds, it is better than nothing. And uh, it was, I think, it was good for the fans mm. and good for the band to be performing and to be doing something. Um, but of course, there was something missing. And um, yeah, but I think it's still better than just. Streaming old concerts from 2011 or 16 or 18 or I don't know. Uh, So it's far better when they when they record something, especially for this Wacken Worldwide event. Yes, and they also released some new material, and so they had the chance to to show it to perform it. Yeah. But the topic of today's podcast. As you can see on Steffi and me, is Ben merch. <laughs> I'm wearing a Season of Ghosts shirt. Yeah. Well, Steffi is wearing a... Cool. Yes. <laughs> Kiki doesn't wear a band shirt. Kiki, why that? Kiki doesn't own a band shirt to this day. <laughs> never. Oh. I've, I've so many never, years. I've never bought a band shirt. Um... The two kind of metal shirts that I own are festival shirts, and I also didn't buy them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I never found them attractive. I never found them nice. I've never thought that... uh, I've never seen um, a t-shirt design that I thought, I must have that and I must wear it everywhere I go. And... 
I want to support my favorite bands, and uh, that's why I am very happy when I see they're doing something different with their um, merch uh, items or, um, yeah, whatever. So I do have a um, pair of Epica leggings from the Holographic Principle that look really nice, and I also do have a Trivium tote bag. And um, when that kind of thing shows up, I do buy them and I do support my favorite artists, as I said. But I do think that there is, there should be some um, more creativity in what bands and artists sell. So that's our topic for today. And mm. um, yeah, so what else do you both own? Uh, in band merch terms. When I was younger, I used to have a lot of band merch, um, also from different bands, uh, but especially Shirt of Bodom always had really cool shirts and um, also tops and stuff like that. So I had a lot of Shirt of Bodom merch, but also other bands. Now I don't have so many shirts anymore, which is mainly because there are not so many beautiful shirts anymore, so I see it a bit different from you. I think they should start making cool basic items mm -hmm. before they start making even cooler special items. Um, yeah, but I very often look um, in the shops of my favorite bands and I never find something what I would wear, so what I... Uh, what, what I would spend money for, but um, I also have a bag from Tuska Festival, if you would call this call this merch. Yeah, this. and this is also an Eskimo cowboy bag. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool merch. It's a pink gym bag, tone bottle. Yeah, a gym bag <laughs> with a logo of the album the scene on it in white and the band name written on it so that's really cool a really cool item and it was eight euros or something so it was not really wow. expensive and yeah i can take it everywhere with me um and i can take it out if i need it for whatever yeah but i very often thought in the past that there was so much potential for really cool band merch for example, um, the Chum the Fury had a really colorful album cover uh, with a thick, dumb, but happy album. And I thought, wow, if they would sell a yellow shirt with a pink <laughs> uh, album cover on it, I would definitely buy that and wear that. And what did they do? They released the shirt with the album cover, but the shirt was black. Mm -hmm. It's like, hmm, me. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. And there are different bands that have really cool band logos or really cool album covers, but they don't sell T-shirts or other stuff with this, with the, just the logo on it. They try to do something very special, and I'm always thinking, just do the basic thing, take this really cool cover and put it on a shirt, mm. and I would buy that. Or take your band logo and put it on a beanie or whatever, and I would buy that, but many bands don't do this basic stuff anymore, or at least not the bands that I listen to regularly. Mm. 
Uh, I would say completely the opposite. Um, but also, I think the problem for me with band shirts is also the quality. Like the quality of the of the fabric is not always that comfy or the cuts are not always that nice. I mean, that kind of has changed in the past, I think, with the more girly cuts and um, the different sizes. But uh, if I think about, I don't know, five to ten years ago, there was just these one super boxy shirts and... Um, Yeah, you were really lucky if you had a small size available and it really fit nicely. That's what we also had on the magazine several, uh, or one or two maybe, okay, maybe there weren't many, but we wrote these articles about pimping up your band merch mm -hmm. and like yeah. making it more or less destroying <laughs> your the shirt you just bought so that it fits nicer. And um, yeah, so I think that's my problem with, with shirts. But as I said... Tote bags, for example, are something um, that I really, really like. Uh, more and more bands are, um, are releasing them, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And um, I have something that's also very trendy now, for example, is um, our socks. Mm. A lot of bands have socks now. <laughs> okay. Why? Yeah, that's a bit funny. <laughs> um, because you can print socks now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and But what's the point in wearing Socks of your favorite band that nobody, probably nobody sees. It's exactly the same Just with why you. are there colorful, so colorful socks in out in the world? You know, there are very cool socks with bananas or pineapples on them, or no idea. You know, there are a lot of a lot of things um, that you can still show off, even if they are not as obvious, and even if people don't see it, you have it for yourself. You know you are wearing your cool band socks. <laughs> <laughs> good start on day. Hmm? I think it's a would be a good start into your day if you can turn on your favorite yeah. band socks. Exactly. Steffi, yeah. what are your favorite socks? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> The wool socks of my grandmommy. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't own a band socks. No, until now. No, definitely not. What do you own? Which um, three shirts, and two of them are from bands I just saw once <laughs> on a small gig, and um, yeah, I can't even say something about their music, even the genre. I think, um, but yeah, I just saw the T-shirt and thought. That's pretty. That's good. I would wear that. I like it and let's buy it. And yeah, it's a local band here. Support them. Do it. And yeah. And yeah, that Mirko shirt is uh, in fact the first one I brought because of the very beautiful design. And of course, because of the artist of Mirko, because I like it pretty much. That's, that's my first real band merch, I would say. Because I want to show... I like her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. So I'm the only one who really owned a lot of band shirts. But for me in the past, I didn't have a problem with the with this with this box shirts because I could only I just went there and bought one in S in small, and it looked good on me because I'm so tall. So I didn't really have a problem with that. 
Yeah, the other problem I think um, that band shirts have and also most band merch in general is, um, I don't know, a band shirt costs average maybe 25 euro. Mm -hmm. mm. And Trendy. Band merch shirts. It depends on if you buy them, them on tour or... On tour or online. Yes. Yeah, and uh, if it's if it's something that was uh, off the latest album and it was just released, it's yeah. uh, or if it's ten years old from the from four albums before, maybe it might be cheaper. But in average, it's twenty or twenty five euro. And um, and then if you think, okay, I'm going to this concert and I've already paid for the ticket and I am probably drinking some beer at the concert and then. Um, the the merch store or the merch merch stand probably doesn't have uh, uh, the possibility to, uh, at least here in Germany you cannot pay with uh, with your card on most merch stands at mm -hmm. concerts and so um, my concern has a lot of times also been okay uh, what if I don't have that much uh, cash on me at that moment and if bands really want to make some money they would have to think about making um, stuff available on every price segment, you know, and you don't even have to make something for two euro or, or eight, you know, you can, you can always make um, the accounting, so to speak, easier if you do, uh, if you take out products uh, in the, in, in, for example, in five euro or dollar steps. You know, like you would have something for five euro, for ten euro, for fifteen, twenty, and twenty-five, etc. So that you also don't have to to deal with the with the one cent you have to give us change if something costs four ninety-nine or some shit like that. Yeah. And so um, I'm always I always think it's really nice to see. I don't know if bands have keychains for five euro or and or um, I don't know um, beanies for ten or Totes for 15. Totes are expensive for some reason. Really? Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. mine was 10 euro from Tuska Festival. Really? I think so. Mm. I remember. But I wouldn't. So cheap. I bought it three years ago, so. I think my Trivium tote costs also like 20 or 25. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was also in London. Um, anyway, uh, there are so many things that bands can do, and that's. Um, That is exactly what we were wanting to talk about today. Things, really creative merch, merchandise items that some bands have. And uh, we want more. <laughs> Give us more. <laughs> Give me more basics. For example, the socks more was design. one thing. The sock was one thing that is very trendy. Another thing that we've been seeing a lot and also for many years before are baby clothes. Yeah, it's true. I thought about, uh, my theory is that they just released baby clothes if they got children. I'm my best customer. I've got a reason to release me. that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so baby clothes I have been seen at festivals and um, concerts, I'm not so sure, but at festivals for sure mm. and well beanies have been a thing also for the past uh, long time um, what else socks as I said um, have been in the maybe past two years have been trendy bikinis 
an underwear. What? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes. Oh, some. something something that is very trendy right now, of course, in the world we're living at is masks, face masks. Yeah. Uh, with a band logo or some nice design. Um, yeah, totes. But there are also things that you don't wear necessarily that are also um, produced by several bands. For example, um, medieval bands have drinking horns and drinking horn holders. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> medieval metal bands. Um, leggings are also something um, that's coming more and more. We were looking at some of uh, the merch Rammstein has mm -hmm. they they of course they are a very big band that can afford to to well produce or design many things but they even have a toaster <laughs> a toaster can yes. you have the, the logo the band yeah logo the you toast. toast the logo on the bread that's so cool <laughs> okay that's freaky almost <laughs> I had seen that from uh, football teams mm -hmm. but uh, Rammstein logo on bread damn <laughs> give it to me heavy bread Yeah, or um, what are they called in English? The things you wear when you're cooking? Or grilling? Yeah, protecting. They protect your clothes from everything that <laughs> might spill. Yeah. Yes. These things. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I'll Google it. Schürze in German. Yeah. <laughs> It's a very nice German word. Yeah, Schürze. Schürze. <laughs> We're talking about Rammstein and then Schurzer. <laughs> <laughs> Great. They are called apron, of course. Aprons, aprons, yes. Aprons? See. So, see. Yes, there comes a third language. Claro que sí. So, aprons. Um, Yeah, they they have so many cool things. Uh, glasses, all that heat protection for your oven. If you want to take out yeah, something, yeah, pan of holders for pan when holders, you uh, yeah. for when you want to hold um, hot pans. <laughs> Or um, yeah, yeah, the, the Rammstein pans. Get out of your toaster. Yeah, but why? So I think when you have a band shirt or a jacket or whatever, something that you wear in public, public. Mm -hmm. then other people see that so you have advertisement for free for your band so yeah your fans become a walking emotion <laughs> <laughs> your fans become walking advertisements for your band and for your logo or for your album and yeah that's different than if you have something um, which people will only have at home mm -hmm. But it's still something that generates income, and even if they're just happy wearing it at home, um, it makes a difference if they are willing to buy this mm. and, and give you money for it. Yeah, of course. Buy it, use it. You can also... I don't care if you wear Rammstein socks or whatever, but <laughs> for me personally, I think I like the basics. <laughs> and that's it for me. I don't need all this special stuff. I think it needs to be beautiful enough to have motivation to wear it in your everyday life just because of the shirt and not because of the band and to show the people around you I am listening to that band but it just has to needs to be able to stand alone 
for itself. For me, it's mm-hmm. a really combination of both. So I would not run around in an Arch Enemy shirt because I just don't listen to the band at all. So Even if the design is nice. Sure. Yeah, really. And mm. if my favorite band doesn't have, as I said, a cool band shirt, then I wouldn't wear it all. Uh, yeah. Either. Mm-hmm. Either. So both has to be there. For example, when Children of Bodom released their Blood Drunk album, they had so cool shirts because the the cover was cool. And as I already said, they just used this album cover or the the design of the album cover for their merch. So that's perfect for me. I think I can leave the room now because that's all that I can say. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the... <laughs> I just repeat myself all the time. <laughs> yes, yes. I was looking at the timer. Okay, we're 20 minutes in and we've said everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've said everything maybe. there has to, we have to say. <laughs> no, um, I wrote this article in German for a musician's magazine last year mm-hmm. because... At the beginning of last year, before I went uh, to Ecuador for six months, um, I was at a concert and the bands that were playing were Draconian as a headliner. Co-headliner was... um, What's their face? It's a four-word band name. Uh, Haraki for the Sky. Haraki for the Sky. sky. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... the bands played and we saw them we also or i also wrote a report for them with uh, very cool pictures by um our photographer eve and that's online and we're gonna link that in the show notes and of course for people who are watching now uh or we'll watch later here on facebook um this is a video podcast for them and for people who are only listening to us on your favorite podcast app you know where to find us. It will be all up on metal-n-highheels.com slash podcast. And um, there you will find the links to the articles and uh, to the merch items that we're mentioning right now. But uh, yeah, the concert started and I'm no fan of Harakiri for the Sky. Um, the performance was good. They didn't have any contact with the audience at all. Um, but... They had really cool merch and Draconian, whose performance I, of course, enjoyed very much and whose music I love, um, they didn't have as much merch. They really only had um, shirts and their album and um, uh, CDs for Heike's uh, side project. What they did have was very nicely designed t-shirts that Heike had made herself because she's a graphic artist. So that was the nice thing. But Harky for the Sky, who were the band that I did not like as much, they had really um, things for every price segment. They had patches, they had even tiny bottles of um, champagne, and uh, they had big art prints and postcards, I think, even, and keychains, and like everything you would see at their merch stand. And it was this huge thing with everything for everybody and then Draconian who played as a headliner that night because they were both headliners and uh, co-headliners and Draconian's merch stand was this. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, like it was really small in comparison mm. and it was really boring because there were just these super standard things and to me that was a big mind-blowing realization and that's that was the inspiration for the article I was mentioning where I told um, it was about marketing and um about 
telling bands and, and musicians who are uh, just coming up and early in their career if they want to make money on tour and touring is now one of the biggest uh, sources of income for, for musicians nowadays and so they really have to be prepared for that and they have to be creative and offer the audience who wants to support them something more than just freaking band t-shirts for real I, I, I I'm frustrated with band t-shirts. <laughs> I see. Um, yeah. So, and then we can talk about Queen of Filth because they uh, got... Queen of Filth! Yeah, uh, they got um, a little bit more creative and they released soap. Soap, merch, merch soap. Why would soap I wash merch? my body with... Okay. No, this is, this, is, this is not by them though. It's something kind of fan-made. Ma- fan Yeah, but he... So there's this no. metalhead person in Asia, but she comes from East Europe. Korea. And I the, I think the first soap she released, because she makes artisanal soaps, the, I think the first metal soap she made was for Belzebubs. And Belzebubs, as uh, I have probably um, talked about uh, before in the podcast, is this uh, cartoon band from Finland. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw the comic when it was released at Tuska two years ago, and uh, I miss Tuska. Yes, <laughs> we miss festivals. <laughs> Give us festivals back. <laughs> and uh, so one of the characters is Habath, and Habath has—they're all black and white, of course—and Habath's corpse paint is these two triangles around his eyes, and so the soap is uh, square soap with the two. The triangles that are black and the other two triangles that are left on the square are white and there's the uh, his eyes are also there and so they uh, released this soap and then uh, she also released um, a Danny filth soap <laughs> that looks like his face yes so but... it's not their idea it's not their band's products is someone it's A product that's related to the band but is made by someone completely different but I read that um, because of Danny's wish uh, the Queen of Filth soap has a special fragrance oh nice he was involved okay yeah so let's call it cooperation sure yeah it's still not his idea <laughs> okay 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 got it yeah yes and um The team might be there, that I don't know. But I mean, that's also a cool idea. They have, um, Cradle of Filth has tea. Tea, yes. I understand team, I was confused. Yes, exactly, tea. But I think that was also made by someone who did something before for other bands. And I think it's called something like Metal Tea, whatever. Melody. Yeah. <laughs> Has some names like, I don't know, something about Satan and death and... <laughs> Satanic tea. <laughs> What do you want? I want the Satan tea. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a little insider joke. Sorry for confusion. Today I'm worshipping the devil. <laughs> give, me the, give me the Satan. We're wearing all black metal t-shirts. <laughs> We're calling to Satan. No. Um, but um, yeah, it was also a cool shop. We will link it in the show notes. You can just look at it, look at it, watch it out. And um, yeah, but 
Maybe it was not Danny's or Cradle of Filth idea about this stuff. It was still quite funny to get some merch on that way. Yeah, and I mean, a cooperation. exactly. If it's a cooperation, if in the end they approve and they approve of the usage of the name, it's also cool. Um, and we're also now drifting into this whole uh, more consumer, consumable uh, part. Like we've seen Delane release their own whiskey, just yeah. like Motorhead did a long time ago. Iron Maiden has their beer. I think Marilyn Manson was the first who did this really because years ago he had his own absent nice. ages ago <laughs> i'll look this up um maybe i can find out yeah but we even found and we will also link that in the show notes but we found a german um store online mm -hmm. store that sells uh, wine and beer and other uh, liquors uh somehow linked or bearing the name of different uh, metal bands and artists and so that is the other uh, the other business or the other industry that many metal heads or, or metal artists are entering and that apparently is also um, so yeah successful yeah they have the zoomies 2007 the the Manson the Marilyn Manson absent had launched on August 25th in 2007. 13 nice. years ago. Wow. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So I, maybe he was indeed the first. Sure. I, I think so. It's at least the first that I heard of. Yeah. Who did this? Yeah. And that German store, uh, it's called Metal and Wine. Also, have a look into the show notes. And um, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, can come maybe not as a marketplace, but there you do not need to look up all the separated stores of the band. You have just one place if you want to get some wine or liquor or whatever whiskey from a band. It's more these, um, yeah, these bigger ones, classic metal bands like Iron Maiden, whatever, uh, who have that drinks regularly, not like Delane, also Nightwish, that was just one time or maybe a few times, but just like, yeah, something it was always promoted as something special and very limited. Yeah. I remember that Rock Hearts had its own water, but I think it was only for the backstage area. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? No, Crystal remember, Blood or something like rem that they call it. Remember at... Um, Female metal event that was uh, Dynamo in Eindhoven. That venue also has their own water bottles. Mm. Remember that was called yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. What was it called? There I was know. something on the on the on the etiquette on the tag that mm. said it was it was a uh, uh, kind of an acronym from Dynamo. It was H two O Yo or something. No, that was not it. But it was it was really funny, and the. And the paper cups for the coffee were also uh, also had something to, yeah. The name was also kind of related to the to the venue name to Dynamo. Mm. That was really cool. That was smart. 
But if we're, if we're talking now about, I mean, I understand the relationship or, or the, um, the connection between metal and liquor and drinking. And of course, there's beer and absinthe and whiskey and whatever. But there are probably also a lot of metalheads that don't drink. And okay, bottling water is a very uh, ethically debatable <laughs> yeah. thing. But <laughs> why not releasing metal chocolate from a band? Uh, no idea. <laughs> or maybe um, what else? Tea. Okay. Tea. We already had tea. Exactly. Coffee. coffee. Ooh, there are. Coffee. There, I think there are already bands that have coffee, or there are at least there are at least uh, coffee roasters who will print your logo, your company's or probably your band logo as well uh, on the on the packaging. Okay. I think that's the most rock star thing that you can do. The coffee? Coffee. Yeah. 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 Black. Especially in Scandinavia, there's coffee so, how to call it, uh, omnipresent. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's yeah, everywhere. It's they, everywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I just remember Norway and Finland and there was just... Like drinking two liters of coffee per day. <laughs> Something that <Wow>. was, <laughs> wasn't no. Something else you want to say? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Are you tired? <laughs> yeah. No, but merchandise. <laughs> um, and I just remembered that I have a really, really cool merchandise item at home from Nightwish. Um, when Nightwish released their album once, which is for me the most perfect Nightwish album ever and one of the best albums ever. That and is a the classic perfect symphonic metal album. Mm-hmm. That's how symphonic metal is done. So, uh, yeah. But they released a book with all the. Is it also notes in English? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they released this book, the notes and the lyrics and everything. Back then I was still having singing classes. So for me it was perfect to have this book with everything so that I can just take this and train to sing this or train to play this on the piano or whatever. So that's something where the fans really have benefit from, I'd say. Yes. So I know that many bands don't write down their composition, but if you do, it's pretty easy just to release a songbook with all the stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that many, uh, maybe not the bands themselves, but publishers do that. Mm-hmm. For example, um, Evanescence, of course, they were in a very mainstream label uh, almost from the beginning, and they had this big publisher. But I remember it was really easy to find their um, music uh, sheet, sheet music, and the tabs for guitar and everything in, in books from the beginning. They had that from the beginning. Um, but of course you can also do that yourself and publish that yourself I know that um, Mel Bechtold from um, Exdelane and Spears of Pain which is uh, her new band has Dear Mother uh, her new band's name is Dear Mother I think mm-hmm. um, when the Spears of Pain album came out through a crowdfunding campaign they did release her, or she did release her uh, guitar tabs mm-hmm. as a book so that was really cool but now that you mentioned books um, it's also very trendy Epica released their uh, history mm-hmm. book after Lacuna Coil released their history book yeah. I wish they did years ago when Taya was still a singer 
the, the Nagush biography. Nice. I didn't know that. <laughs> I have it. You want to borrow it from me? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Hello. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just got the Epica book for my birthday uh, last year. And um, who else has done it? I, I thought more people had done it. I don't pay that much attention to these releases from bands that I... When there are only a few bands that I'm interested in bands history, so mm. I don't know which other band did it. Yeah, yeah. So the also released. They did something really cool. It's also 10 years ago, or maybe even more, um, because the Apocalyptischen Reiter, when they started, they did more pagan or black metal stuff, mm -hmm. and then they changed completely into party music, party metal. <laughs> <laughs> They released a DVD, a live DVD, with a, with two concerts. One of the concerts was at the, what's it called, Pagan Fest, I think, mm -hmm. where they played a show with their old setting and they played old songs and everything. And the other concert was the new stuff, the party stuff. And that was a really cool idea to put these two sides of the band on one DVD. Yeah. I like DVDs. Release more DVDs because yes. I buy them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe not in physical form because I don't own a DVD player. <laughs> yeah. And you can put band documentaries on it and everything, behind the scenes stuff. So, mm -hmm. the, of course, the, the main thing on the DVD is the concert, but you can put so much more on it. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I just also remembered that the you something. Uh, I I think I w we were talking about books, the books, mm -hmm. and um, I remembered that the publisher uh, that released Lacuna Coil's uh, biography book and Epicas as well uh, also released or, or published several others. Like they kind of maybe became famous for the publishing of uh, metal band books. So I think Rocket 88 is the, the, the name of the publisher. But um, yeah, when it when we're talking about also uh, not we're going away from the from the stuff that bears a band name or the band uh, logo or cover art or artwork or whatever and we go towards the the people behind the band and behind the music behind the art we've also seen action figures uh, not so much but Funko Pops yeah. these uh, vinyl figures that you can um, that were also very big and, and correct me if I'm wrong but I think they were kind of born from the gaming community from mm. the gaming scene Funko Pops uh, or comic. started yeah in the comic in the gaming community um, they were they portrayed big um, yeah superheroes and stuff because I think it's kind of a gamer thing to have uh, vinyl figures and and like toys that you can just put in your uh, shelf in your shelf exactly and just look at them how nicely they are mm. how nice they look <laughs> and so um, now they're they are I, I think for sure Lacuna Coil has their own Funko Pops 
and um, the Beatles had their own funk albums, and also Metallica and Kiss and the Rolling Stones, I think, and so many more. Yeah. We looked up several of those, um, or or we found a Loudwire article where they were yep. all listed. And I don't know how difficult it is to just order a batch of those, you know, um, make me my Funko Pop <laughs> so that I can sell them or something. It can't be that difficult because I also saw from, don't know, some female singers like I think Sharon Den Adel maybe or like Christina Scabia, they also had already one figure for all themselves. So might be not that difficult mm. to get one. <laughs> yeah, I think you can order even uh, for yourself, you know, mm. to to maybe one custom-made, exactly, yeah. like one custom-made Funko Pop. Mm. But, um, I mean, if if you can order, it, it has to be cheaper to order a hundred of the same than one custom-made. So if mm. you're already mm. making one and, you know, your fans would buy it, then you can order... 200 and sell them after yeah. so that's another really cool thing that uh, you can do for merch and uh, again to the books I just remembered something like um, story books of the album if it's um, a concept album I also saw some books like I think Sarah Darling did it Bignea mm -hmm. um, did it um, you should Come a bit closer. Yeah, sorry. Need <laughs> <laughs> um, my space. Um, yeah, uh, I think that's also very good. I, is it merch? I don't know. It's more like in. Yeah. I think that's part of a concept. That's part of the art. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can buy it together with the album, with the whole album, and just um, also read the story. But yeah, it's just an additional article you can um, buy. If you want to support the artist, or also, yeah, just fall in love with the album and <laughs> yes. the concept, yeah. I think it would be really cool. Um, I know this from, or you can already do this, you can upload pictures and everything and print your own shirt. Mm -hmm. And that's not so expensive, it's also maybe 30 euros if you take both sides. I, would, I think it would be really cool if you as a band would set up a shop like this, maybe in cooperation with the company that does this kind of things, and you give them your logos and maybe some quotes from your songs or whatever, so everything that you think would be cool as merch, and then you give this to the fans, and the fans can combine these in the way they want and have their... Their own unique their own, shirt. Their unique shirt, yeah. Damn, their That's own design. Good. That's yeah. amazing. That's a really cool idea. And you can also think about um, putting this so that you say, oh, I designed this, and if you want to have the same, you can order this here, and then you can say, these mm -hmm. are the 10 most beautiful, whatever. So you can do a lot of stuff with these. Mm -hmm. And I could just design Absolutely. my very own band shirt yeah. that I would definitely wear in public. Or just <laughs> make like a competition out of it for the fans. Mm -hmm. That you can design. That would be such a high note from yeah. user-generated content. User-generated merch. <laughs> True. My user idea for you. Yeah. Make something good out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're giving you ideas for free. <laughs> Just wonder how it is about copyright. If that's, that's the thing. Because when you 
when you design a shirt, then you have to say, yes, I own, I have the right to use this These images, this images yeah. and this logo for this shirt. And that's why there has to be this cooperation. Mm -hmm. You can't just go there and upload the logo of your favorite band mm -hmm. and print it on a shirt. That's not allowed. So, yeah. yeah. So the bands have to license yeah. the usage to the fans, so mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah. But if they say you have this contained shop and you can only use these elements mm -hmm. that we offer to you, okay. but you can design them however you want them, that would work. That would be legal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Sounds good. Indeed. That's really smart. Very yeah. cool. Very also, cool. like cooperations with other um, <laughs> cooperation with other artists, like um, also Sarah Darling did that with the artist who designed their animated music videos, and they um, had also the the task to design a merch shirt, or I can't remember which band it was, but it was also made by. Yeah, by a designer, by an artist, to do something new, not just like the album cover or the logo, put it on a shirt, but um, yeah, make something new out of it. <laughs> and yes. um, yeah, quite arty. I think that's also a good idea. So it's more innovative. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to look like your album cover if you <laughs> are promoting your album. Yeah, it can look a bit different, still be related or in the same style, but uh, yeah. And maybe what I something different. really hate, maybe you will hate me for that uh, <laughs> that saying saying that. Um, but if there's the picture of the singer of the female singer on the shirt, I just I hate it. <laughs> I can understand. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you why. I just like no. I don't want to run through the town with a Simon Simians on my shirt. Sorry, but no. How much I like her, but <laughs> mm, that's so much. I think it's weird. For me, it's weird. To have then that one person to, to make one person outstanding because I had a Nightwish shirt with all band members on it. That's okay. Yeah. That's a whole band. That's again. Uh, that's okay again. But if you have just that one face. That's a completely different uh, conversation. Um, That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, it's just, but it was just very, very, very weird how you really... <laughs> how you really made a point of saying you're female singer. Like, okay, if it's an all-male band, it's okay or what? No, but I just didn't... <laughs> no, but I just didn't I see it. That's just not common. And that, that's maybe also the point that... I didn't Put the drummer know on the, any on the, <laughs> the drummer only. <laughs> yeah. We see we, we don't see them enough. The drummers have to go on the shirts. Yes. Yeah. They have the drum on the shirts. They're always so far in the back. We have to see them front and center now. Mm. Put their faces on shirts. Yeah. <laughs> that um I, I Yeah, to, to continue my, my thought, yeah, um it's just like They, uh, I just can't can remember shirts with a female singer on it, solo, hmm. and not with a male, male singer artist. alone yeah. standing. There probably are. Them? There probably are many. Um, yeah, if you think of Give me somebody, an example, uh, King Diamond. Yeah. King Diamond is his face is on on their on his album covers, and of course there are shirts with his face on it. Yeah. Okay. 
But King yeah, Diamond so this again, is just it's kind of a it's solo. just yeah, it has a band and also has so musicians. Yeah, Even if they don't, yeah, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying right now. That is, of course, an extreme um, example. Yeah, an extreme case because the people who play the instruments behind his music are not as important. And that is this extreme example of why is uh, why do we place so much importance or so much value on one face when the band is actually more people? But that is. A completely other conversation and a completely other topic that we should also uh, or we probably have kind of uh, talked about yeah. on the podcast before mm-hmm. but that doesn't have to do with the merch or it doesn't have to do with the design itself it has to do with the value that we place on the faces that we see and on uh, this whole uh, why is the singer more important than the rest thing and that is just uh, something that has come with the culture and um, that is very debatable and should probably change. We were talking about that uh, lately on uh, on the Xandria episode, I think. Yeah, I think it was it was in the Xandria episode. We were talking about um, the singer being uh, uh, interchangeable or not interchangeable, while the other musicians can be replaced if they are if they are sick on a tour and then the singer was the one who didn't want to be replaced and etc so that is just um yeah another topic for another day (laughs) yeah that's true yes maybe it's also another topic but what do you think about band tattoos that is the ultimate merch (laughs) totally that is the ultimate merch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I, I don't wear any <laughs> the ultimate merch love, band love on, um, yeah uh, what's better than wearing a band shirt it's wearing the band on your skin forever and ever <laughs> <laughs> um, we have this topic also kind of in the epi- in the mini-sode where we also talked about the album from The Ghost Inside mm-hmm. um, and there were so many bands who showed support for the ghost inside because the ghost inside had an accident years ago and then they came back and now they released the first album after this accident and during this time when they recovered the fans tattooed the band logo and sent the band a photo of the tattoo and they took all of this stuff they got from the fans during this time and put it on the cover of the album so um that shows again the band logo. Yeah. <laughs> so that's something really cool. So um, I think it's also when you really, really love a band, when you're really deep into a band, and mm-hmm. the cover again is really cool. Then I could also imagine to do this, but I still didn't find a band that I love so much and I love the logo so much <laughs> that I would get a tattoo of the band logo. Mm-hmm. My opinion is. Um well, I have a very special taste when it comes to tattoos, but getting a tattoo of a band would be like getting the name of my ex tattooed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you never know what ex happened. Not yet, yeah, 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 not yet ex. Yeah. <laughs> Boyfriend right now, but ex future. Exactly. Probably. You don't tattoo the name of your current partner because that yeah. could go, that could fall apart. It's like, sure, <laughs> yeah, I, sure. I, 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 I love Trivium's last album and then I was kind of disappointed with their 
current album. So <laughs> would I be more disappointed to have their name on my skin still if, if um, I I don't know if they start making pop music and uh, <laughs> I I suddenly don't want don't like them anymore? That would be no. You can only do this when the band has split up or they they can re reunite. They cannot reunite. So. They cannot, the they, they cannot do this anymore. <laughs> they, they cannot fuck you, fuck shit up. So yes. uh, you can, um, yeah. <laughs> and maybe it shouldn't be on a. Let's very... get through our passion. Maybe. Do they have a new band logo? I don't remember their band logo. It's just the. <laughs> the future so exit. Anyway. Huh. All right, so we're getting truth. we're getting stream of passion tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> and then they reunite. And then they reunite and bring and they release an album just, that we just hate. because they saw that video. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> I I do think it's a it must be like a, a really great immense honor to meet a fan that has your face on their leg or their arm or If somebody, I, I hope there is no one out there who That's has my creepy. face. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really weird and that creepy. Yeah. I wouldn't want that. Please, if you <laughs> don't, if you want to do me a favor, don't. Feel free to get the the to our, get Kiki's our, face. No, <laughs> no. Feel free to get metal and high heels tattoo yeah. or our logo. Hello, our logo is really our nice. Is really cool. <laughs> you could get a tattoo of our logo, but uh, don't come complaining to us if we suddenly start uh, publishing articles you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yes, that is the ultimate merch item to have a band's logo or a musician's face on your skin forever and ever. Mm. Must be love. <laughs> that must be true it love. Must be love. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a few tracks. <laughs> Don't know yet. <laughs> okay, I think that's it. <laughs> Good last word. Yeah, but as always, we would like to know what your favorite merch items are. Your um, favorite tattoos that you don't want to have anymore. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Do you have something of your favorite band tattooed somewhere? And um, what would you want to buy from your favorite band? Would you want to buy, um, I don't know, more glasses or drinking horns <laughs> or soap or tea or chocolate? Just a cool shirt, please. Just a cool shirt. Yeah, how many how many band t-shirts do you own? Tell us all, tell us everything. You can reach us uh, through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Also through uh, email, as always, um, or commenting on our uh, website. Uh, Metal-N-HighHeels-Podcast is where you can find all of the episodes of our podcast. Which episode is this one? Um... I don't know. I think 74. You always know. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And tell us all of that. If you want to be featured on the show, you can send us um, an audio or a voice note through Facebook. And um, yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Our jingle is made by Mercy Isle. Um, and Cassandra Nouvelle, who's the singer of Mercy Eye, but she speaks these beautiful words in the beginning that yes. you didn't listen because we are live on Facebook now, but if you <laughs> listen to the podcast, you heard it. Um, it's based on the song Storm from the album Undying Fire. Yeah. And we will continue drinking right now. 
Yeah. <laughs> you see my problem. Yeah. yeah. Our glasses are empty, so we have to go uh, get a refill right now um, and continue with our self-made uh, festival weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. So we're going to watch another live stream. Some, 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 not live, but some videos of yeah. Some live performances. Some live performances. Live performances on um, on streaming services. Yeah. And yeah, if you're it looks pretty weird that I'm waving all the time already. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. If you're listening uh, on your favorite podcast app, um, if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, uh, subscribe, and we will, uh, or you will hear us in two weeks or so. Thank you for listening. Bye.